One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's tough, I'm Matt Riddle. I fought all around the world in steel cages, knocking people out and breaking bones. It's what I do. So again, do you want me to knock them out or tap them out? August 1 warning, identity revealed as the MMA legend Tito Ortiz. Produce great content <clears throat> on this Twitter feed. Yeah. You, well, you produce a lot of it. Yes. Some of it. It's just some of it above sheer average. numbers. <laughs> I saw. I saw. I was on your page the other day for some reason. Not even the other day, like a month ago. And I saw you have like 150,000 tweets, and I was just like, "Good lord, man! How did you do it? How did you?" But you just reply to people. You just converse with people. Yeah. Which is totally a logical. It's like a, a fine way to use Twitter. It's just I haven't done that ever really. Yeah. I got I got 27,000 posts, and they're all. Original content, and they're all terrible. So yeah, mine's. Tense. I I'm surprised I've gotten this many followers based on like I've never had tweets blow up. Mm. It doesn't matter. I, I've had I've had tweets get tens of thousands of fucking likes, and I'll get like maybe a handful of followers off of them. It I, doesn't matter. But like I would think I after 150 thousand tweets, you get one banger in there. Not oh, a single one. You don't have any, like, big numbers? No, I got one with 60 retweets. There we okay. go. It's, we gotta, it's a not great with the term blowing up a person's fave star? <laughs> no. It no. sounds like something I should be looking up on every dictionary. I don't like it. Yeah, blow up somebody, a uh, fave star. You know, do you know blow what fave up, star is? Blow up <laughs> Harry Wrestling fan's fave star. Yeah. Um, Lots of poetry in there. <laughs> All right. Poetry in motion. Um, okay. Are you, are are you ready? Yeah, we're always recording. Everyone always asks me that. And I'm like, as soon as you someone picks up, yeah, I'm recording. No, I know. See, that's part of the bit. That's what well, okay. I, I want to make sure that that part is in the show. Okay. And I want to make sure the Harry Wrestling fan shout out also in the show. Yeah. What's the um, show? What's, what are you doing? Um, Bad Wrestling Podcast, Harry Wrestling fan. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, we don't know Evolve 5, Evolve 5, uh, Danielson versus Sawa. What? AKA, AKA the ballad of Brad attitude. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, he dies like his, like, oh. his, like his mother, um, on this one. Yep. Yep. It's like, it's like the end of the first Red Dead Redemption. I, I have not played it. It's all right. He dies. It's okay. 10 year old game. Yeah. Yeah. He gets shot like a, it's like, uh, you ever see the Godfather? No. That's all right. Don't worry about it. The person was shot a bunch of times in that, too. It's like the Godfather. I don't know. Someone spoiled the ending to Heat to me recently. So I just had a bad run of luck. I've seen Heat so many times. The ending is not important. It's the shootout in the middle that actually matters. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, well, I'm Sam. You're Bucky. This is a podcast about the book and genius, Gabe Spolsky, and uh, his lovely partner, Lane Leonard's feet. That's right. Um, (laughs) Two partners. Two partners. Uh-huh. Or the girls. Show them the girls, Lenny. Um, so, um, this is the fifth Evolve show. And you know what? When we fifth started the show, I thought the wrestling would at least be good. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't I gone mean, that way. Yeah, so <clears throat> you knew the booking would be bad. Yeah, so um, it's the booking genius gave Spolsky. It's fine. He's too smart to be good. Um 
But yeah, I guess in its own way. That's all it is. You look at you could look at these cards, which I didn't. I still have not looked at any of these cards. But you look at these cards, and you see what like sixty percent of these guys are currently working for the the New York territory. Um, they're they're all eligible for the NY fifty. Um, you got your ricochets, the fifty. That's right, ricochet. Your Adam Coles, your Hitlers, Hitler. Uh, uh, Arya Dvari is in there. Um, all those guys are on the show, right? Um, let me check the card and make sure that's right. Yep, <laughs> yep, that's right. And uh, and so you'd think, you know, for people people to have clear uh, like high quality like that, um, that they would. They're on such a major stage now. You'd think going back a few years that they would be putting together some some fantastic work, some really high quality product. Uh, it's just not the case though. Um, but I, you know, evolve five, the fifth evolve. Um, maybe, as it were, maybe this is the one where we turn it around, right? Yeah, it's right? not. Um, uh. unfortunately, um, maybe maybe the worst evolve yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, evolve three, man. Evolve, no, evolve three was a special three. show. It was a special Chuck show. Taylor versus Claudio, and like the best match on there is like a what was it like a five minute long Brody Lee match versus. Yeah, but that Chuck was a Huxley. really good match. That was a really good match, and maybe the yeah. second best match in Evolve history up to this point. Um, well, some would say. Oh no! Sorry. Um, Evolve three had. Drake Younger versus John Moxley. Oh, I take uh, it back. Evolve three rules. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I also had Team Beyond. So that Evolve three. Oh yeah. Okay. I was mixing it up with four. I think. Yeah. The four is the one with uh, Tina San Antonio, right? Yes. There you go. Yes. Tino Santana. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The guy who did uh, smooth. With Rob- <laughs> <laughs> we get it. All right. Get it. Okay. Evolve five. Um, so when you start the DVD for this one, as I did, um, it starts with the Evolve logo pulsating for 30 seconds. Um, yeah. Well, I can tell you the DVD rip that I watched also started with that. <laughs> um, which I did not recall this happening for either of the first four um, Evolves. Um, so it was just a pleasant little little Easter egg um, for the folks at home. This has sort of become common in like modern pirated indie wrestling, especially WWN live stuff, um, because the this like the person capturing the stream will start it like before the actual show starts, so it will just be on that like shitty repetitive. This happens a lot with CZW shows. I've seen like a bad zoom in to the horrible CZW logo um, so many times on like modern. Not that I'm watching a lot of modern CZW shows, but when I do. Um, you know the Dos Equis commercial. Okay, um, when I do watch CZW, it's it's always oh, you know you ever ninety nine. Yeah, do you ever like go to a YouTube video um, that's like a it's like one like a giant bomb video or something where they've done a live stream, but it had the please stand by screen and the top comment is always video starts at four minutes and thirty five seconds. Absolutely, yeah. and it has like fifty thumbs ups. Like, anyways, video starts at like thirty one seconds of all five. Evolve five, um, so riser, riser, yep, yep. Um, so we open up with Chuck Taylor backstage with uh, the illustrious Cloudy and Cheech up and Smoke. Um, so Chuck says he should be in the main event because uh, he's very pretty, um, and that he beat Cheech, which is a fact. Um, 
but tells you about Gabe's booking prowess. Um, and despite having four wins in Evolve, he is only three, you know, based on the statistical analysis of the Evolve record books. Um, and he said it was because Gabe did not want Cheech on the show um, at all. So the win didn't count. Why do they keep reminding us of this? I don't know. It feels like they, they're in on it, you know? They're just they're playing along. Um, it's, again, a little wink-wink, nod-nod. Um, it's you, weird that uh, Cheech was in that. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's weird that Cheech was in one singles match, um, and it didn't even count. And since then, he's been undefeated in tags. So, yeah. joke's on you, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Gabe is a very good way of making the booking reflect his mindset, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about later. Um, backstage, will. backstage interviews up next, um, where folks are just picking either Danielson or Sawa, um, pure sports, pure sport belt. Yeah, exactly. He gets it. Um, rich Swan up first. He picks <laughs> Sawa saying, quote unquote, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yes, uh, of course, noted wife beater, domestic assault aunt himself, Rich Swan. Um, Drake Younger um, picks Danielson. He says he's he's fought Danielson, and he knows what he's capable of. He's wearing a Dragon Gate USA shirt. Yeah, what a punk The ass. psycho shooter. Yeah, he... Brian Danielson, baby. He's WWE superstar, baby. <laughs> Uh, he's trying to he's trying to score some brownie points with Booker Man. He gets it. He gets it. He's trying to get a job. Yeah, which, he needed one, which is interesting because he's also one of the sixty percent of people on the show who is the current employee in the New York Territory. <laughs> he's got a great tan. Great tan. Not a great tan here, but no. This is pre Hollywood Drake era. Exactly. <laughs> Next up, Ricochet. He picks Iowa. Um. <laughs> Be, uh, can I? Can, yeah, may I? go for it. Uh, he picked. He thinks Saw was going to win because of his punches and kicks. Ooh, that's literally what he said. It's, you know what? Ricochet gets this business like few do, um, yeah. but he also very spends very little time talking about that, um, and instantly talks about um, how he is in the semi-main event. Now that's what's important, because um, fuck Danielson and Sawa. Um, next up. Yeah. Adam Cole will not pick a winner. I don't remember Adam Cole saying anything. Well, it doesn't matter. He didn't pick a winner. He says, "Ah, that's the spot I want to be in. So I Mm. refuse. And aspirational Adam. Yeah. He's, he, he respects their position too much. Um, code of honor. He'll get there. He'll he'll definitely get there. One day, one day his biggest spot involved will be wrestling Walter, um, in 15 years. Was that, wasn't that a dark match? Yep. Nice. Yep. Going to be one of them hidden gems one day. You know, I have a dark match for you. It's uh, Rich Swan beating his wife. Really, really dark, depressing stuff. Um, MLW main event anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, Code of Honor <laughs> video. Then um, video <laughs> of Danielson shadow fighting. Um. I, I hear Masawa being sung at some point during this entire exchange. Um, then Sawa is stretching his groin. Yeah. I like this. 
I mean, we, we joke about pure sports. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, like, I thought this was really cool. And I was like, man, I should I should stretch yeah. more often. You know, yeah. I should. Like, before this podcast, I might just do a few, um, like, you know, deep lunges. Yeah. Just to get into it, you know? I'm not going to. But I thought maybe I would. Yeah, probably would put us in a better uh, mind frame for uh, Evolve 5, Danielson for Sawa. Um, first match, we're in it. Let's get let's get into it. Um, Michael Quackenbush um, <laughs> versus Chuck Taylor. Right. Uh, noted couch sleeper, late on his alimony payments because he he really needs a big win tonight so he can hit the pay window and pay that off. Big quack. Um, I I accidentally wrote Quackenbushy on my notes. Um, sure. That's yeah. his other gimmick. Exactly. Um, El Ejo Day Ice Cream or something. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Never seen Chikara. Never seen it. Um, this match happens during the daylight, which I think is the first time, first, first ever for Evolve. Um, because <laughs> it was very well lit. Um, and that's about the most positive thing I have to say about this match. Yeah. Well, this, so this, of course, this is 9 11, baby. 9 11. Is... Um, and, and, and Lenny even says, uh, this is this September 11th here in, uh, what was it? Rahway, New Jersey, maybe Union City. I forget. Um, it's Rahway, he, yeah. he says in the shadow of New York City here on, on September 11th. Um, and it's, yes, it's very bright. He understands the that situation. It's very distracting the light pouring in. Um, this is like, it's still weird how this is not that long ago. This is 2010. Right. And it feels like it's shot in, um, like four, four by three, um, aspect ratio on like cameras worse than the one I used to do, like shoot backyard wrestling footage on. Like it's terrible. Uh, the show, like the visually, this is not, this is not the genius of, uh, of Osprey and Ibushi doing Tarantino. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look all that different from modern revolve shows. Yeah, that's also sadly true. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a rough looking thing. Um, I don't know. I have you. You don't have any notes. You said you. Um, you got... No, uh, Chuck Taylor uh, at one point is a, is a coward and will not take a DDT apron bump. Um, okay, and holds the holds the top rope the entire time. <laughs> Quack is trying to do that move. Um, mm-hmm. Just a piece of shit all around. Uh, yeah. Um, so. All right, so that is they've got a few big spots here, um, but a lot of this is um, your common, you know, Quackenbush match. Quackenbush specifically versus like one of the guys that he trained. Um, Quackenbush, of course, the man of a thousand holds, only couldn't hold on to his wife who left him. Um, so every time I watch Quackenbush do holds now, ever since like this was brought to my attention, I think of the story of Bret Hart. Um, do you know the story? No. Um, so he's, he's claimed to have had uh, uh, intercourse with a woman uh, while holding her in the sharpshooter position. You haven't heard this? No, I hadn't, but it sounds like a move. <laughs> it's, a, it's a true story. It's a true story. Allegedly, <laughs> it is a thing that he said happened. Um, so I think of Quackenbush doing one of his famous... What's, what's going to get out first? That or the Tom McGee match, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
sunny days. Um, no, I, uh, I I wonder, you know, if Quackenbush has ever done such a thing with one of his, uh, you know, Skyda inspired uh, maestro Dong Yaves. Um, and hopefully the video of that never comes out. <laughs> really? Um, Man. Quack nearly dies. What does Quack's taint look like, you know? What does his taint look like? Yeah. Oh, um, have you seen the Mr. Show sketch about the guy with the long taint? No. But... No. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not. It's, really... it's a classic. Scott Ackerman <laughs> is the guy with the taint. He's uh, He went on to be a superstar. That's what, that's what pushed him. There would be no comedy bang bang if there was no long taint sketch from season four of Mr. Show. Wow. Guaranteed. The more you know. Mm. The more you know. Um, the DDT on the apron also did remind me, though. Um, <clears throat> you brought that up. Uh, that When I was watching this, I they like teased a few spots on the apron. And I was like, oh, what's it going to be? Big fucking reverse Rana on the apron. Dragon suplex. You know, you see all this. Every match has something. Some fucking bullshit on the apron. And he just hit him with a DDT. Which, like, reminded me of, like... Johnny Ace and Kobashi in the 90s. Um, you know, Quack really walking the King's Road here on 9-11, baby. Um, it reminded me of the a simpler time, you know? Um, it's the hardest part of the ring, you know? For Except sure. For post, maybe. And for sure. The exposed turnbuckles. And maybe, like, if you... It's really not the hardest part of the ring, but it's, it's one of the hardest parts. at least the fifth hardest part of the ring, which right. is good enough. Yeah, we'll rank those at some point. Um, as the show goes on, we will we will inevitably rank the hardest parts of the ring. Um, yeah, uh, I I think it's always interesting uh, to see you know the proto apron spots. It's almost always a DDT um, on the apron until 2012 when it became every other move too. So it's, really I wish we open up the arsenal. Yeah, I want to go back. Um, the big news out of this one though is that. Quack gets the win of ending the winning streak of Chuck Taylor um, and pretty much making all our time wasted uh, because I didn't want to see Chuck Taylor in any of the matches previously. Um, Yeah, I was stuck with it. We wasted a Claudio match uh, (laughs) on a Chuck Taylor storyline. See, that's the weird thing is I forget. I remember that match happened, but I forget that Claudio put him over in the fucking main event. Um, <clears throat> it's, I guess we're, we're going to launch into the Chuck Taylor redemption story now. Yeah, he's really um, got to earn his way back into our hearts and minds. It's just really fascinating because he didn't do it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, well, the book and genius at it again. Still making trying to make Chuck Taylor a thing. Um has he worked New Japan again since, like, is that, was he in, like, the Tag League or something? Like, he had to be, right? Yeah, I think so. Chuck Taylor. Man. Let's, uh, I'm a New Japan. Up. New Japan's Chuck New Taylor. Japan. Uh, Gabe Doe, right? Gabe Doe? Gabe Doe. That's not great. Uh, it's, it's actually really bad if you, like, break it down into, like, what it actually would be. The combination of Gabe and Gato. It's pretty much the worst thought I've ever had. Yeah, it'd be a, a, a booking powerhouse, um, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, Mathematics. Yeah the, yeah, the last show that Chuck Taylor was on was on 12-9. Um, the last New Japan show? Yeah, for the World Tag So he, he did work. The, okay, who was his partner? Uh, well, it was a, um eight-man tag. Um, who, was, who was his tag partner in this sh- tournament? Uh, Trent Barretta. 
Oh, fuck. All right, sure. Um, they are known as the best friends. Yeah, the best friends. Um, current co-host of Russell Splania. Russell Splania, yeah, all right. Yeah, you get it. You get it. You cut up. A little history yep. lesson for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are the, they're the history teachers, that's for sure. They are the number one podcast. Um, Foremost authority on everything wrestling. Uh, according to like, the Wrestling Twitter Awards. Yeah, that that's also, you know, it's, it's also a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, I, I know. Yeah, couldn't help but notice. Not nominated. Um, I felt we're we're just like running under the radar just a little bit. Not even just w, like WDKE. We what we're four episodes deep, having our fifth one tonight. Um, we had a bit of a break. We you know life got in the way. Um, uh, but WDKW, long running podcast, very influential. I think. Um, I think Cheers a lot of game. people. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of podcasts out there that probably wouldn't exist without maybe not WDKW alone, but wrestling with words, I think inspired a lot of things. Um, the, you know, yeah, there was, yeah, I still don't know what that is or who that is, but we'll, we'll talk off air. Um, you know, uh, player advantage also very (laughs) influential, (laughs) uh, game changing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, I think I think the snubbing of um, of pretty much everybody we know, except for uh, Chris and Kevin for their thing, um, and um, and Teddy for being a pervert. Um, <laughs> everybody else in there, I, don't, I never even heard of them. So, uh, except for Russell Splania, who deservedly won worst podcast. So there you go. Or it was the best podcast, but you know. Yeah, you heard it here first. Unspoken. Uns- unspoken. Um. Quite- Quackenbush did say one and O oh, baby. And he said baby. <laughs> it was really gross. Yeah. It's the catchphrase of um Evolve, baby. Yeah. Um uh, the nature That's where Adam drinks. Cole got it from, actually. He heard yeah. it here first on this show, and he's like, Yeah. If Quack can say it, I can say it. Man, such an influential figure in the world of indie wrestling. It's it's really incredible. The hero we deserve. Up in Smoke versus Aeroform. Match number Aeroform. two. I feel uh, like these are t- the only two teams in Evolve. Yeah. That's I think the Assyrian portal are here sometimes. Occasionally. This is accurate. This is accurate. Um, but this is an, an okay match, I, I guess. Sure. It's another Aeroform tag. Yeah. You've, you've seen this pairing a few times. Yeah. Um, you get it. You've, you're picking up what they're putting down. Show me the unorthodox martial arts style of Lewis Linden. The uh, the educated feet of Lenny Leonard. I have written down here. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. I was really happy. I, I don't have a lot of Lenny feet jokes on this one, but I'll just say that again. The educated feet of Lenny Leonard. Um, <sighs> I th- all right. So I love three of these guys, and Cloudy's also here. Um, I do think it'd be really cool if this was um, – Oh fuck! What is their name? Uh, Colin Delaney and Cheech, to um, infinity and beyond. Yes, um, I like that team a lot more, and I wonder if Colin Delaney ever works evolve because he's really good. Um, I love me some Colin Delaney. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I know you're not. I know you are the uh, the notorious AIW hater, but um, but also the notorious two CW fan. Yeah, that's right. Two CW alumni right. alumnus. Yep, I'm wearing my two CW shirt right now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. Like at this point, like what do you say about a an aeroform tag except for like try to describe the flips? Yeah, <laughs> you know? describe flip. Um, yeah, um, he's oh, five two shorter. Yeah, he's shorter and darker. Well, there you go. Yeah, sums yeah. it up. He's their brothers. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I did. I did mention the story about Ian Rodden. Have I talked about this? I don't know. I feel like I have. I'll say it again. Please um, do. Ian Rodden was on a podcast or like a call-in internet radio show. Um, and people were like the, the guy running it was accusing Ian Rotten of booking backyarders. And they said, Lewis Linden. I don't even know who Lewis Linden. I've never heard of this guy. And Ian Rotten's way of um, saying, Lewis Linden? You never heard of him? He's Flip Kendrick's brother. <laughs> Which I've, I, no, I've I had deja vu, so I've definitely yeah, told definitely the story. Yeah, you definitely did. You definitely did. But still, it's I felt funny. it as <laughs> it was coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Flip Kendrick's brother. So good. Um, all right. So there's... A um, there's a moment where Lyndon kicks Cheech right in the teeth, and then does like a really good like a bushy vault over moonsault to the floor, um, and then Flip Kendrick does like a crazy fucking alley oop con hello, you know, twisting lands on his feet, all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> but there's this moment in this where Flip Kendrick, um, well, first of all, he goes for a standing shooting star uh, press, which I've been um, as documented. I've been practicing my own standing shooting star. I'm going to really show that off next, uh, next SCI when we're, we're all at the SCI. I'm going to show the gathering the place of um, the gathering of the juggalos. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but Cheech pushes him. He's in midair. He's doing a flip. Cheech pushes him out of the way and he lands on his feet. And it reminded me of the really dumb move that uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz do. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen this. Yeah. It's such a stupid move, but it's this was dumb. cool. Like, was I cool. don't hate the move itself. It's the fact that that's like that's their shoot finish, mm. um, that really drives it home how dumb it is. Yeah. Um, as far as illogical wrestling moves, I've got one later on in the show that we can talk about that's even worse than that, which is really funny because it's a very standard move. Um, it's, it's the Irish whip. Spoilers. Um, oh, shit. But he gets another chance to do it. Kendrick does. He's. Uh, He's gonna do a shooting star press, and he doesn't do he doesn't do a shooting star press. He does like a fucking standing shooting star leg drop. Yep, like like 450 degree spin backwards uh, while standing, which Lenny just calls a leg drop. <laughs> he, he really sells it hard. Want you to know <laughs> like, that's impressive. He was like like you know uh, doing a, like a little scrubbing his feet, looking down off the match and looked up and saw just the end of the end of the move and just said, Oh, what a leg drop from, um, you know, from Lewis London's brother. Um, and I don't know. I, Lenny, you beautiful. Um, I want to just give you a little kiss on the feet, you know? Yeah. You just know, suckle just, that big toe. I, I want to work from the knees down. You know what I mean? Um, just a little bit here and there and turn on some, um, like Al Green? Is that the guy? Yeah. Mean Gene. Marvin Gaye? Mean Gene. R.I.P. Bob Einstein. Right? I thought Larry! you were saying... Larry! <laughs> have you... Did you watch that? Have you seen that clip? Are you a Kirby enthusiast? I'm not. All right. Well, I, I retweeted it... a thing that's... I guess it probably works better in context, but it's, a, it's, it's his character telling a joke to Jerry Seinfeld, like the first time he ever meets him. Um, and it's the most like disgusting thing ever on the show, and it's it's all time great. Um, listeners of the show, 
uh, go check out the yeah R.I.P. Marty Funkhauser. Larry. Um. So I'm gonna spoil some stuff for you here. Mm. Um, Aeroform. This is their last ever appearance in Evolve. Yeah, you said this. You mentioned this in the DM. I was, I you know, look, we got five matches on five shows. Like that's look. What am I expecting out of Gabe? Definitely not anything good. I mean, how many of them involved up in smoke though? It's fine. Cheech is great. Cloudy is there. Cloudy does like a running double knee in this that's not as good as Harashima, but it's like it's pretty good. Yeah. You know. You know yeah. He's got a weird body too. He, he, oh, I love me some weird bodies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Weird bodies. Um shout you know, out. Shout out um to W B E A. Uh I know you're out there, baby. Um but no, I I I think you can sort of tell that they these guys are good at working together. Um, but Letty yeah. puts over on the commentary that if Aeroform loses, they're probably not coming back because they're losing too oh, much. Did he say that? Pretty much that they're losing too much. They really got to fight for their spot on the roster. Is um, Gabe feeding him lines? Yeah, 100%. Gabe's, it all goes to Gabe's trying to reinforce his booking decisions um, in context and just based on who he's actually booking on shows, period. Um, through commentary and through the win-loss record. Um, which is really he's good. got the whole package. Yeah, he's really working on multiple levels. That's why he's the genius. Multiple levels. Yeah. Um, after the Flip match... Kendrick, Flip Kendrick oh. sells his nuts after the match, I just want to say. That's good. He's good. So he's I was about to say, the win it's comes... Lewis Linden's brother. Because <laughs> the win comes to Up and Smoke by uh, Cheech crotching um, Flip. Mm. Um, and after the match, Cheech lets it be known that that was the plan all along. Um, was just a way for him to get up there and just let his nuts hit that top turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. I don't think I wrote it down. Well, I definitely didn't write it down. But I, I, I forgot completely about this. When he pulls him down, um, you know, it's like a classic. Guy's up on the top rope. Tag partner comes in and just pulls the guy's foot. Lands nuts first. So, first of all, he lands really hard. Not on the turnbuckle pad, but on the buckle. Like, on the actual metal piece. Which is solid fucking steel, you know? Solid steel. Uh, shout out to Dana Makabe. Um, but when he pulls him... He pulls his ass like he's this is not like a like a this is not I mean, it's you know, it's a work, right? But this is a shoot. He fucking pulls him so hard and he comes down with a velocity that uh, maybe he's not selling his nuts in the post match. Maybe he actually like maybe he burst one, you know, that's why he never came back. Yeah. The workers are too stiff. Yeah, man. Cheech is, Cheech is a fucking crowbar. That's not even a joke. Cheech is a fucking crowbar. You watch. Him and AIW, he's a fucking, he's a prick. He's the best. Um, so that's match number two. Mm. Let's get to the backstage segment next. Oh, earlier uh, today. Er, on the... Larry Dallas, he he is not welcomed uh, at Evolve Five. Um, and he reassures that his um, uh, fe- female companion, um, mm. that this will not be like last time. So. If you recall, she looks familiar, right? I, Do you know her? No, no. She looks kind of like Allison K. The I could. Uh. I'm fairly positive it's not. Yeah, but um, yeah, I have no idea who she is. But um, she's dressed like she's like from like the first. 
Are you familiar with the uh, the, the film production company Evil Angel? I'm gonna Google it. Um, Don't Google it. Don't Google it. <laughs> why? Why not? It's pornography. Oh, okay, it's, okay. I'm not gonna she, present her on that one. Yeah. So she's her. She has, anyways, um, I have written down that um, Larry Dallas uh, is not allowed in because the doorman is not buying uh, what he's selling, and what he's selling is hydrocodone. So, um, so that that this is the most long-term storytelling uh, Gabe has done uh, in the history of a law. <laughs> Yeah, the Larry Dallas is a drug dealer storyline. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Sean it Davis. It keeps going, too. Sean Davis died of an overdose. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's his heart attack. He was really happy. Um, was, <laughs> he was a big boy. Yeah. Just there's a lot going into whoppers. that part. Look, yeah. that, blood pl- that blood pressure rises quite a bit when you're doing fucking... <laughs> the, they, they have look, nowhere to go. You do you do lines. There are lines. And, and, and then there you are, like... Them. Yeah, this was not a line. Uh, it's like a, it was like a rectangle. Just stuffed you know? in salad. Yeah, um, he wasn't even. He, he was just eating the stuff by the end. He wasn't even <laughs> snorting it. He was just pouring it down his gullet. Um, I think it was the first time I ever said gullet. Um, yeah, so very sad. Sean Davis passed away uh, between of all four and five. He died. He actually died earlier today. Um, I, he died on nine eleven. Um, never forget. You know, unrelated. Um... Yeah. Right. Also, the the Turtle Club thing. <laughs> the Turtle Club scene was shot on 9-11. I just want to bring that up one more time because it's so funny. Um, Next match. Mm. Adam Cole oh. Oh, man. versus Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, My yeah. first note, these two suck. <laughs> All right. um, these two have a standoff where Jimmy Jacobs asks Cole to do something yeah and he does a headlock yeah that was the something oh headlock's cool man yeah i i used to work a headlock man i used to i'll tell you what rich swan worked a headlock um anyway (laughs) jimmy jacobs uh i have so my first note here is jimmy jacobs gets a good pop and is wearing a cape and i'm gonna go get a beer okay it was like two in the afternoon when i read that okay so okay. I started drinking in the afternoon yesterday. Good. Yeah. New Year's. New Year's Day. New Year's know? Day. That, start, that was start. yesterday. Wow. It feels like a week ago. And yeah. 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 Um, I, uh, so I also had five texts from my wife that I didn't see asking me to grab the baby so she could sleep. And then I <laughs> – so then, <laughs> then I – by the time I actually started watching this match, I had a – a fucking four week year, four week old baby in one arm and a beer in the other. <laughs> Say what you will about um, parenting, but it's 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 easier than than you think. You just you just drink and you just you just hold the kid and you drink. It's, yeah, it's like I do. Easy. I hear that. Yeah. Anyways, this this match fucking made me. I had to. I had stuff to do, but I still watched the match. I got notes that prove it. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Okay. <laughs> Actually, I have notes... Oh, man. Uh, that beer must have really got me like pretty quick. Um, 
Uh, it says my four-week-old son appears to actively be watching this match, but he can't see more than like a foot away from his face. Like science actually says that he can't see more than like the, his eyes are not developed enough to see more than four feet away or more than like one foot away from his face. So I'm envious of him for that. Um, and then the last thing I have written down is no notes on the rest of this because I had to burp the baby. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, the match doesn't have a lot to to talk about and to get excited about. Um, this one. Yeah, this one. Uh, okay. Um, M. Cole, bad super kick. It's just horrendous. Um, you think that would be the thing he would be like that? That would be his one thing that he yeah. would work on super. Just like if you're gonna use it. Just use now, it. what is a good super kick though? I who knows this day, these days, but like, yeah, hey, let's say, no oomph behind it. Just kind of lifts his leg up and goes huh. Yeah, <laughs> there it goes. That was the original Adam. <laughs> yeah, that sound. Um, I have I have like two two notes that I got before the the baby had to like spit up all over my shoulder and hair. Um, uh, Japanese arm drag is the move that's actually more logical than what was it before that we were talking about? The oh the rascals finisher. Yeah. Um, there's like no physics behind a Japanese arm drag. It's like you just put your arm under the guy's armpit and he just flips for you. I love it. It's so it's like one it's the dumbest move. Um any any aspiring wrestlers out there, I know you're out there listening. Uh Ava, I know you're gonna get back in the ring. Don't do a fucking Japanese arm drag ever. You look like a you look even stupider than you sound. How's that? No, I love you. Um I I saw a moment where Adam Cole did a a combo that was just straight up stolen like piece by piece from Sanjay Dutt. Um, and then I was like, then I started thinking about man, Sanjay Dutt and Jimmy Jacobs probably have a really good match. Right. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. Nova pro. Yeah. That'd uh, be great. Shout out, shout out to the gent. Um, um, my boy. Yeah. The, uh, the boy is my boy. Um, Hmm. So Man, I can't believe I can't believe it. <laughs> I told you, hey, told you I wasn't going to talk about that, so I won't. Um, we'll appreciate it. Um, <laughs> this this match is bad. Um, would not recommend watching it. Um, the ending is worse. Um, than most of the match somehow. What? Um, how does it end? So I don't. <laughs> Cole spits in Jacob's face. Okay. Then super kicks him, and then immediately gets hit with a contra code. Um, and eats that L. Um, okay. So really, the whole thing was pointless. Um, it's a bad super kick. Bad super kick. Bad spit. You know, <laughs> get some get 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 some extra stuff on that one if you're gonna do it. Yeah, he needs to watch the scene in Titanic where. Yeah. Have you seen Titanic? No. Fucking oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, after the match, um, he does get on the, the mic and say, pretty sexy little boy, Adam yep. Cole. Um, pretty sexy little boy. And a curtain jerker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the little, yeah, the sexy little boy, which is what we're going to call him from yep. now on. Uh, go ahead and uh, all of my enemies out there, isolate that clip where I call him a sexy little boy. Um, use it against me in court. I fucking dare you. Call the fucking cops. See what happens. Um, 
yeah, Adam Cole is terrible. Jimmy Jacobs is almost just as bad. Um, um I it's yeah. fun. <laughs> this was rough. Although I will say there was a moment there was a moment two or two while I was watching this where like the real like Jimmy Jacobs cocaine veteran kind of came through. Like I could sort of see some crowbar happening, but it was very brief. No, yeah. And then more super kicks happen. No. And the the sound that, that whatever the sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Adam Cole specialty. Yeah. Put that one on the sound test for Evolve. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put it in the intro, which I'm still working on. I don't I don't have it ready yet, so we'll get it for six. Um, good. Okay. I'm be ready for it. Um, yeah. Next match. Woo. Um, Drake Landell versus Sammy Callahan. The Nature Boy, Drake Younger. Uh. This is good. Um, yeah. It's just a hot little number. I knew it would be. It's your boy. Yeah. Um, 9-11, baby. <laughs> Doing it um, yeah. on, a, on a national holiday of some sort. Yeah. Um, all I got. Patriot's it, Day with Mark Wahlberg. What did you say? Have you seen Patriot's Day with Mark no. Wahlberg? It's a marathon bomber movie. Nope. Check it out. Who's the, really who's the marathon bomber? Um, I used to know his name. People said he looked like... Was this the Boston Marathon? Yeah, yeah, Okay. I just yeah, didn't know if there's multiple like... marathon bombers. Yeah. Multiple marathons. I can't believe I can't think of his name. His name was... Fuck. I don't know. People John said, Wilkes like... Booth. Yes. Uh, they said he was really cute. Like, people were standing him on Twitter after he killed all those people. Um, which... Huh. Yeah, it's a hell of a day to be online. Um, 9-11, baby. Huh. It's been a weird day on the internet, so you know what? Nothing surprises me at this point. Love, love it. Love to go online. Um, here we go. Um, I, there's a point where uh, Drake hits a crossbody off off running up the ring steps on the outside. Um, but I'm still unsure how the ring steps got in that position. <laughs> um, I thought that too. So it's just like, who did it? Uh, and I'm cool with it because it looks pretty neat. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's like where this kind of picks up. But these two were, I don't know. These two have like a natural thing with each other. They're both, um, they're both sleazy as hell, obviously, but they're sleazy in different ways. Um, Drake is like your lovable basement dweller, and uh, Sammy is, uh, you Not know, lovable. The, yeah, the guy who, um, like probably like beat up his girlfriend at, at like the the prom or whatever um well, fuck that he didn't go to prom he beat his girlfriend up just you know wherever um in high school um he he is really strange looking in this era um but his look doesn't have anything on drake's like barbed wire basketball shorts <laughs> um which are the most like uh uh, like clearance section of highspots.com attire I've ever seen. Um, and he's got like the singlet that has like a broken light tube on it. Like who made these for him? Um, um, it was extra special craftsmanship. That was yeah. This was, these were not easy money tights. Do you know no. easy money? Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, vaguely a... of him ripping off folks. Yeah. Well, he was, or, yeah, he, yeah. ECW star who went on to be a, a tights maker. Um, but yeah, it's weird that um, it's weird and hilarious that Gabe, the genius allows someone who looks like him on his show. Um, 
I'll get to more on that in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> they um, they do some cool stuff outside. Um, I really like Sammy's springboard lariat to the apron dwelling opponent. It's always into good. The, into like the low tope, like that's a that's like one of the best combos in wrestling. If he's got, you know, if he's got the velocity for it, it looks great. Camera angle has a lot to do with that too, and this was a really good version of that. And Drake takes zero steps back on this this tope. Um, yeah, like it's right. Lots of folks will either like just fall over the barricade because they're getting squished, but you know Drake's Drake's a better man than that, and he just like you know what I'm gonna take this thing straight to the dome, and everything's yeah, gonna be cool. He, he like he catches him enough to make it safe for Sammy, but he's not protecting himself, which is full. That's Drake, baby. That's what he's all about. Um, what else we got going on here? Um, Stiff as hell, top yeah. rope drop kick. Um, and then like elbows to the back of the head from Sammy to Drake. That would be illegal, illegal, and like even the most, uh, like Japanese businessmen throwing cash down on the ground, backroom MMA cockfight bullshit. Like there are things that happen here that that would you know any state athletic commission would remove Gabe's license if they actually cared, which is why he's running in New Jersey, because nobody fucking cares in New Jersey, which is great. Um, I don't know. I have I have a fucking crazy amount of notes for this. I was super feeling this. Yeah, we get color on this one, too, so that's good. Yeah, uh, first blade job, I can remember. Um, uh, so, yeah, they go back outside. Um, I have written down Drake Flair takes over for Drake Landell as he takes a back body drop on the bare floor, the nature boy Drake Younger, which he will be referred to. Uh, Drake Landell, Drake Flair, uh, nature boy Drake Younger, all applicable names. Um, Hollywood Drake, of course. Um, but yeah, I can't remember anyone bleeding. Drake Lee. Drake Lee. Um, drank, you know, call him drank. No, let's not do that. Um, I can't remember anyone getting, so I think there's been some hard way blood, maybe like busted lips, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I think actually Moxley versus Brody has some blood. Um, Maybe it was Moxie versus uh, fucking doesn't matter. This was the most uh, intentional. Yeah, he hits a post bump, like a good post bump, um, like not Lawler level post bump, but he hits the post hard. Um, and then they cut to the wide shot, and you know, like you know, he gets up bloody. You know, it's clearly uh, a, a poorly hidden blade job. Um, but yeah, Drake fucking goes after it, man. It's like some killer punches, like some like you know, good working punches. Um, and like just stomps the shit out of his face, um, and then just starts punching the cut. And I'm like, I I was so into this, um, but it like that I they they did not sustain that because I don't know I don't know about you, but like I felt like Callahan sort of stopped selling like a man who was losing a bunch of blood, um, and he just started doing indie wrestling shit. Was um, that... I don't know if I felt the same way. Um. But it definitely feels like it kind of drops off a bit. Um, Drake seemed like he was definitely going one way, and Sammy kind of yanked it the other way. Uh, yeah. Like, I didn't think it was a bad thing, but um, definitely stop a match from, like, elevating where it could have gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought we were, like, it looked like uh, Nature Boy was going to bring it, you know, full. We're going old school, baby. Yeah, he's going to bring it full, like, Mid-South, you know. he Like, he wanted to just do... 
um, you know, a Murdoch versus fucking uh, Ted DiBiase or whatever. Um, but no, it didn't. It didn't go that way. Um, Callahan instead uh, wanted to work, uh, you know, a Owen Hart match. So there you go. Ah, that may that. I'm not sure Owen Hart would be my point of reference, but um, at one point Callahan gets Drake in an electric chair position um, and does toss Drake forward onto yeah. his neck uh, in the corner, and it's that's a thing of beauty. Yeah, that spot um, reminded me. Have you seen the Toxin versus Flystar matches? I have not. Oh man! All right. Well, they do that, but into light tubes. So okay. <laughs> do the same spot, but into light tubes. The influence of Evolve Five being felt even in Mexa wrestling. You should watch those Is matches. That... Okay. Mexa wrestling. It's the name of the promotion. Okay. Presumably, like that's that's what they that's what it says. On the, that's what John said. That's what another spammer. Okay, okay, no, no, he's allowed. I, he, I trust him. Yeah, he has uh, the right thoughts. Yeah, so that's like that's a sick spot, and I feel like I've seen that before in other cases where um, it's like almost like a Death Valley Driver, um, but from uh, from an electric chair position, um, but you know, into a corner is some whole other shit. Um, yeah, there's man. This match could have been fucking great, but it was just really good. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Where that's where I landed on it. Um, I I love watching these two. Um, I'm not sure if it was these two that did the match. There's a CZW match. <clears throat> excuse me, CZW match where they have um, you know, how you do like a the board with barbed wire on it, board with light tubes on it, or whatever. Um, they did a match. I think it was called the Designer Death Match, and it had high heeled shoes stuck onto a a board and they were bumping into like the spikes of a high heeled shoe. Uh, interesting. Um, that sounds painful. Yeah. Let me see if I can find that. It doesn't. Nope. Nope. This might've actually happened in my brain. No, it actually didn't happen at all. Okay, cool. 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 Somebody sound off. Um, you know, we actually do have a real email address and Twitter now, actually. Um, Haskins.promo at gmail.com and uh, at HaskinsPromo on uh, on Twitter. Um, if you hear this and you want to hit us up with, uh, with the, the show. You know, it might have been Danny Havoc in that match, actually. It doesn't matter. Somebody will know. Saban will know for sure. How for do, sure she will know. How did you say that name? Uh, Saban. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's fucking. I don't know. It's I. Let's okay. not. Okay. She's okay. Dear friend, it sounds different every time I say it. Okay. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. <laughs> um, that's why I would ask it. Um, post match. I, th- I think that match exists. Ninety eight percent sure. We'll 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 figure it out. I'm sure of it. Um, Look, hey, I just seconds ago invented a match where they fucking taped. Uh, high-heeled shoes with a spike out to a board and bumped into them, then I am the genius, okay? Better booker than, uh, than Gabe Spolsky. And uh, DJ Hyde. And fucking Ian Rotten. And Brett Lauderdale. Well, okay. just keeps getting longer. Um, post-match. Tonight, Drake feels great, and tomorrow he'll feel like he's been in a train wreck. Calls out the wins leader, Jimmy Jacobs. That was written in all caps by me. Mm. Um, mm. Jimmy Jacobs versus Drake Younger. Main event. 
anywhere in the world. Is that going to happen on the next show? I think so. Um, well, we should. We I want to do a I want to do a segment on every show where it is not. You, it is <laughs> not. Oh fuck! I want you to tell me what you I I just want you to tell me one match from the next show every time. Um, at like at the end of each episode of this, we you tell me what you think will be the match that makes me drink the most. Um, um okay. So yeah, we'll save that for the end if you want to do that segment. I know we haven't talked about this. Um this is this is a very interesting um post match Lenny. The post match Lenny. He comes in um barefooted. Um as he always does. And yeah, well, you know, sometimes he takes his shoes off in the ring while they play that uh Rick Rude music. <laughs> um no, all right. So Lenny says, man, this is this is the craziest thing to me because I mentioned because I had written down earlier and I had the thought that Drake Younger, the like horrible attire, uh, you know, gig marked forehead, uh, working matches that don't fit into the narrative of Evolve at all. Um, surprised that Gabe books him. Right. Um, and Lenny in this post-match promo, he says, you put on your hard hat, you grab your lunch pail and go to work. So. The, like this was like a shocking moment for me because it, I figured it out. Gabe the genius, he views Drake Younger, uh, the Nature Boy Drake Landell, as his fucking working class hero, um, his like union dues paying Joe Lunchpail. Like he literally said, he he fucking literally said Lunchpail. You grab your lunchpail and you go to work. Um, he's one of the guys, uh, you see the, you ever see the picture, the famous picture of like depression era workers. They're sitting on the steel girder, um, above Manhattan eating lunch on the girder, hundred stories above New York city, the true heroes of the working class. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I've, I, I can imagine it. That's Drake. That's Drake. Drake. That is Drake. Um, this is offensive. <laughs> Is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it's it's really it really brought things into perspective uh, for what Gabe uh, is trying to get out of the Drake Younger um, I drink Landell, yes. persona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, nature- the Nature Boy himself, Polly. Um, backstage, brought <laughs> Brian Danielson. <laughs> took me a second. Brian Danielson gives Chuck Taylor a talk. Uh, because Chuck has been clowning around, uh, but he should be the top guy in Evolve. Um, then he says, Chuck doesn't have the guts to be the top guy. Um, it's it's a little whiplashy. Um, it's about 30 seconds. Um, and I blew my mind. Whiplashy in the sense that it's like the J.K. Simmons movie, Whiplash? Um, not quite. Not okay. quite. Because um, that's like a movie where a guy tries to, uh, like a, a a guy who is skilled tries to um, gruffly, uh, almost intimidate uh, his subordinate into bettering his craft. So I just thought maybe you were talking about that. Um, so you haven't seen? No, so I haven't seen Whiplash. Seen Godfather. I. All right. Um, any other movies you want to ask about? Yet? Have you watched the wire? The wire. Have no. Watch the wire. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Well, there we go. Pro uh, wrestling. The wire is pro wrestling. The wire is pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
What about Oz? Uh, yeah, that's the most pro wrestling. Okay. You know? Next Shout out to all my Oz heads. <laughs> um, next up. I feel, I, I feel like Tobias Beecher. Next up, six-man fray. I don't know if this is a fray. It's a scramble match. Um, it's it, fray movement, baby. It, it, it features... Uh, doot, doot, doot. <laughs> Your 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 mom's favorite wrestler, Brad Allen, um, <sighs> versus Frightmare versus Granikuma versus Johnny Gargano versus John Moxley versus Rich Swan. Um, so, so many people. Yeah, everyone you care about in one match. Um, the Granikuma <laughs> himself. Um, Have you noticed Akuma walks like the Rock in like 1998 when he comes to the ring? I did not pick up that, but I now he, like swivels his head around like it's so embarrassing. Yeah, Granikuma oh, is so embarrassing. Yeah, oh, yeah, but like that, like I, I, so I come to expect that from his wrestling, from his face, um, from his posts. But I didn't think him walking would be <laughs> the most basic human function. He does it so poorly and so offensively. Um. I don't know. I've I I've started this match um, by misunderstanding. Do you remember uh, we did like there was like a four way tag, um, and I thought it was a two on two like just regular tag match, and they just kept introducing people. Uh, this is the same thing, man. I was so confused. Oh, it's a singles match between Gran Akuma and fucking what Rich Swan. Great. Oh, John. Okay, four way match, five way match, six way. I, I thought we were just going to keep bringing out the fucking circus, but uh, uh, I'm just staring at my hands doing the why are there so many people in this match phase? <laughs> like, I just, I could not believe it. Um, yeah. Anyways. Um, it, How it, many? It, it features the move um, of Brad Allen really mm. just murked himself uh, <laughs> on a springboard crossbody. Um, hey, hey, listen, listen. That's just that was just Brad being Brad. Just Brad being Brad. So, all right. So, I think Joe Sposto says they don't call it a high risk move for no reason. Um, and man, yeah, I posted the GIF of it um, immediately. Um, it was incredibly important that I did that. Um, easily the dumbest, biggest blown spot in evolved history. Easily winning the Lane's Lunch Sloppy Spot of the Night Award. Uh, sloppy Spot of the Night Award. Um, that was the most Lane's Lunch of any fucking thing I've seen on any of these shows. Really, really <laughs> incredible. And Moxley just, like, dead. You know, Moxley's a, a funny guy. Like, legitimately funny guy. Or at least he was before his brain was destroyed by fame. Um, and just sells it so funny. Just it's got so the good. Brainworms now. Yeah, yeah. Renee um, infected him with her Canadianism. Her, yeah. You think that's the thing? She's Canadian? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it adds she's, up. Just... She's so Canadian, but she... Um, and I think she's on the record as saying that she um, she worked super hard to remove all traces of Canadian accents from her like from her speech. Um, so, yeah. I, I get why you wouldn't be able to tell, but come on, man. I'm sorry. Like, look at her. See, like... Yeah. Look, I should have yeah, been able to know. Um, every time Brad goes for a high risk maneuver, maneuver throughout the match going forward, uh, he gets booed mercilessly. Oh, man, it's so rough. That's why. Yeah, this is this is the ballad of Brad attitude. Like, uh, it's yeah, it's brutal. 
it's fucking and he's he's he was so good on all the other shows i thought like i mean i'm a huge fan but man it was there's a spot yeah so there's a spot where um and i posted this on the twitter too um there's a spot where uh somebody i think moxley's throwing somebody out of the ring and brad who jumps in from the top rope and just lands behind him and moxley turns around he's just like what what and brad just kicks him and it's just like it's such like he he just was not feeling it at all and you can see there's one guy in the crowd after that happens who just does like the arms up what the hell man (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking brutal um and the whole match is bad um i mean there's like stuff but like scramble matches are not that hard yeah, I mean, this is a bad group of dudes. Yes, though. it is. It ends two evolved careers. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's like, you could totally see why he wasn't asked to come back, and it's fucking, it's it hurts so much, man. I've been, you know, huge proponent of of Brad Attitude, um, Brad Allen, um, on every one of these shows. I think he's been on three of the four, maybe. Uh, maybe all four. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, they even like he's about to do like a big dive, um, and they're booing him. Then yeah, like you said, they they're afraid that he's going to hurt himself. Um, and it's it's rough to watch him as he like clearly recognizes these people are laughing at you. Um, they're not laughing with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he hits the ropes harder than I have ever seen. And he does like one of the highest speed tope con lows that I've ever seen in a fucking attempt to redeem himself. And it is the saddest. Like he nails it. It's a hell of a dive. And the crowd like is kind of, yeah, oh, yeah, good job good for you. Uh, we still remember what happened, uh, you know, seconds ago when you were in the wrong position for like three different spots in a row. Like this is my, this match is a fucking tragedy. Frightmare. Part of it. Good good wrestler. Um, yeah. I like Frightmare in this. And that's about all I got for you. Yeah. Um, Akuma has really shitty kicks. Um, Akuma has a really shitty moonsault, um, which <laughs> which Lenny calls a picture-perfect moonsault. <laughs> um, Great feet, uh, bad eyes. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. what they say uh, about Lenny Leonard. Got 20, 20 feet, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, man. I, I I wrote a lot of stuff down on this one, but um, yeah, the Brad Attitude story of just like the the, the ballad of Brad Attitude. He 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 has no chance of redemption after this, and he never gets booked again, right? Correct. That was it. He does at some point start sort of trying to milk it as though it's like traditional heel heat. Um, and yeah, like, absolutely. what else? What else can you do? I'm trying to get after... the best of a bad situation yeah i respect him man he's he's so good um but him um i mean he's dead after this he (laughs) might as well go say hello to his mom in the in the great gig in the sky because you're done here man Um, uh hope you enjoy your your stop start push from beautiful mind brad stutz in the fucking mid-atlantic sportatorium because you're done in rawway um and him and Gran Akuma would hold hands and walk off into the sunset after this bad boy. Oh, Akuma's last match too? Yep. yep. Oh, man. I better go back and get some more gifts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're done with him. You got no more uh, after this one. Just going to have to post his face. Yep. Please don't. And then it... <laughs> yeah. 
uh, and then it gives me nightmares. Myself from the DM. Um, Johnny Gargano wins the match. He's three and zero now. Mm-hmm. Very pointless match. Um, after the match, to Lenny Leonard. Uh, <laughs> no, this this was not pointless. Come on. <laughs> uh, your friend and mine, Lenny Leonard. He Gargano says, "What's up, bro, Chacho?" Um, and I have never been as insulted. Um, by anything, my entire life. So Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, um, was recently on the television series Survivor, uh, the reality show, competition show, and him and his him and his buddies, um, they called themselves the Brochachos. Yeah. So I well, wonder if they were inspired by this promo. It's a Johnny thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a Johnny thing. Um, Staring at my hands doing parkour. Yeah, I remember. I remember reading Twitter when uh, Johnny was getting uh, spoilers booted off the island. Um, Survivor seems very convoluted. Oh man, it's tough. It seems it's, like it's the like, Chikara of reality TV shows. It's I don't. Yeah, I can't speak for that because I've never seen a Chikara show. Um, which I'm I'm joking, of course. I've, I watched a ton of Chikara. I just want to pretend they didn't. Um, but yeah, it's like it's so you know the Wire. You've seen the Wire, right? Yeah. So you know, like season three, um, it's like really digging into the Barksdale clan and their like their their drug trade um, and the way it's like falling in on itself and the way that like the two kingpins are sort of going head to head, sort of behind each other's backs. But they both know, you know. Um, Imagine you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yes, I. So imagine have jumping the into wire. that, right? You and you uh, like like every like look season three, man. Season, season three, three, baby, for sure. Shit, yeah, it's so Polly. good. And yeah, you remember what uh, at, at the end when it, man? Uh, so imagine jumping into that. You know, um, that's that's what it's like to watch a Survivor episode after not watching all 34 seasons. <laughs> Um, it's truly the wire of competitive reality television. Um, but Johnny Mundo was really good in it. And I think, you know what? I think Johnny Gargano would be voted out immediately. Yeah. Because he is fucking worst. Yeah. Like, one, he would suck at all the competitions. Mm. Two, Unless it was a uh, super kicking a guy on his knees competition. Yeah. And even then, um, it'd just be embarrassing. Who <laughs> could stare at their hands the longest? <laughs> um. He calls himself the baddest man on the planet, which then brings out your mm. your friend in mine, Homicide, mm. um, which the crowd call- seems excited for. <laughs> he calls him a gringo and a puto. It's it's good, man. Yeah. Have Have I told you about uh, back on CZW fans um, in like 2002? No. Um, Man, it's a long time ago. Um, so you know Six, memes. Seventeen years ago. Is, well, yeah, I guess it would be, but probably like <laughs> probably late two thousand two. Nah, but like um, seventeen years ago sounds longer. Yeah, it does. Let's go man. with it. Really, really does. Um, so homicide. People would misspell his name a lot. H O M O. H O M O. Homicide. Oh, okay. So it wasn't okay. It wasn't misspelling. Um, it was... No, it was an accident. People were just stupid on CCW fans. Okay. <laughs> I know you're shocked. Um, but yeah, so there was a there was a, a picture, and it, uh, this would be called a meme now, um, but the word meme didn't exist yet. Um, 
and it just said, if y'all keep calling me homocide, I'm going to be piss. Oh, goodness. That's my CCW fan story of the night. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, he owns. He fucking owns. I love Homicide and him versus Moxley. Tell me, is is that a match that happens on Evolve 6? That is a match that happens on Evolve 6. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just excited that this entire segment was not to talk about Gargano at all. It was entirely to put over Homicide versus Moxley. Yeah. Um. So that's good. Genius. Fucking genius. Um. Follow up. They show a video of Brody Lee getting suspended for just just booting up Moxley. Um, booting him up. Booting him up. Then next up, we're we're coming back from intermission. Lenny is in that ring. Um, and he's thanking the folks for attending the Wrestle Reunion, um, the 9-11 Showcase. Um, and like he's saying, you know what? Enjoy the Ring of Honor show later um, if you're going to attend that. That's why this event is happening during the daylight hours. Um, huh. I must have zoned out for this. He uh, said Ring of Honor? Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, that show has Kings of Wrestling versus World's Greatest Tag Team. Um, okay. Then D- I, had to, I had to figure out who World's Greatest Tag Team even was in my head. That's crazy. Um, it was a big deal of time. I bought that pay-per-view on uh, Go Fight Live. Um, I think I've seen that match, yeah. I think I've seen it. And John Moxley comes back to the ring. Uh, well, he, he never enters the ring, I guess. Takes the mic and says um, he will receive his rematch against Brody Lee, uh, which I'm all all about. Um, when, I don't know. I haven't looked that far in, in advance for the cards. Homicide is the uh, the priority. I guess so. I guess so. Um, well, Homicide is not suspended, uh, even though he probably is going to receive some uh, criticism for his, his language mm. um, from the Book of Man Gabe Sapolsky. Next up, uh, Awesome Kong versus Mercedes <laughs> Martinez. Um, Good good match? Fun match? Uh, okay. It was alright. I was yeah. so hyped up for this, man. That's, yeah, I think that's that's probably more accurate than mine. Did you, You've seen uh, Mercedes versus Mako Satomura? Yeah. Yeah, like man, like all right. So her 2018 resurgence or whatever. I don't even know if it's resurgence. I don't fucking. I just don't watch enough women's wrestling. I feel bad for it. Um, you feel bad bad for the feel bad women's wrestling because you're not a fan of it. it. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I feel like yeah. Those girls would be better if you were a fan of it. Right. Uh, The making towns classic, baby. Um, No, I feel bad about it. Um, I. I have no idea if Mercedes Martinez has had a really good 2017 or 2016, but she's had a hell of a 2018. I can tell you that for sure. Um, yeah, I I was kind of disappointed by this. I, I really like Kong, and I really like Mercedes. Um, also, I just want to shout out Adam Cole saying, hell yeah, at the end of the Mako versus Mercedes match. Um, but no, uh, I was I was really saddened to see this was like just a non-finish. Um, I don't know. There's, they keep saying the baddest bitch of them all. I loved it. Like they said it like three times. Um, like Lenny was full on, you know, he was, he was over there. Um, Lenny was over there, uh, feet out up on, 
Lenny straight up jacking off Joe Sposto with his feet. Um, while Joe Sposto says the baddest bitch of them all. And it was just, a, it made me feel a little uncomfortable, you know, when they said it the third or fourth time. Um, and there was then, then at one point, Lenny says that Mercedes believes that women have a spot here in Evolve, um, which made me feel bad for them. That made me feel bad for them because they clearly don't. Um, Gabe the genius has no has no room. He ain't got time for that. Um, no, absolutely not. Wait. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So this is Mercedes Martinez's last match in Evolve. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, don't, they don't follow this up? It the non-finish doesn't lead to a rematch? Um, it might in WSU. In WSU, but where the belong. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't wrestle in Evolve. Gabe the fucking genius, man. Uh, wow. They go to a non-finish, right? Um, and then Mercedes like gets her heat back on Kong in the post-match, which at the time I was like, well, this is stupid. Kong should lay her out, lead to the rematch. But now that I know that there's no rematch. Well, I, I, I mean, when I'm watching this, I'm like, in the post-match, I'm like, oh, they, they're like, okay, they're throwing stuff now. And I was like, they're getting a little heated. They're getting a little fired up. Um, let's keep this Fire going. Um, because during the match they were going like half speed and everything looked like these two can go ham and they were not doing that. Um, it looked like they were they were building the first quarter of a twenty minute match, sure. and I, I was like down with that. I was totally okay. I wanted to see these two go. I mean, Kong is not like a twenty minute match person usually. Um, but she's a smart wrestler. Mercedes is a smart wrestler. They, given time, could do that. They could do it fucking well. There's no reason for this to be a five or what six and a half minute match with a non finish that never gets a fucking that never gets a rematch. This is a bigger tragedy than nine eleven itself. Um, I don't think they ever actually have a rematch. Not even in WSU. Now that I look at it. So yeah. doesn't surprise me. Gabe doesn't give a fuck. Um, the next time they would face each other is in a tag match in 2012 for Shine. Um, Dave Frazak? Is that his? No, Shimmer. Who runs Shine? Couldn't tell ya. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Probably a pervert. Probably, Probably some pervert. pervert. <laughs> um, oh, it does say the owners are Prazak and Sal. Alright, yeah. So Prazak's just... A Sal joint, <laughs> as the kids would say. Prezak's the biggest pervert of them all, but at For least sure. he gives them time. For sure. Um, okay, so there's not a whole lot to talk about for that match. Um, Except for disappointment. Disappointment. In the back, Jimmy Jacobs brags about being above Johnny Gargano by one win. Um, then Gargano lets Leary and his <laughs> friend in. Yeah. So she looks, I tell you, man, I guess she looks so familiar. Um, Send a screenshot out on Twitter and say, who is this? Okay. I sure as heck don't know. Yeah. You can put it on the, the, the WDKE thing. We got it. We're going to, we got a, we got a Twitter. We got Twitter. Use use the damn thing. I Um, made a tweet today, so I'm rolling. Oh shit. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like, we're, we, we both post on it. Um, but I don't, I, I miss him. I miss, I, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, she looks very familiar. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. No, you're you're doing a great job, man. I I'm with you. Um I wonder if I've like bought drugs from this woman before. Probably. Or watched one of her videos. Also, a a shot of that happening. Um yeah. Larry Dallas hangs out with folks that I would never never dare do that with. Um <laughs> But there you go. That's your Larry Dallas is in the building segment. Mm. Um, next match. I knew he'd make it. Yeah. It's, again, the great payoff that Gabe Sapolsky brings to the table here. Um, Larry Dallas in the building. Raw Rec Center. Next match. <laughs> Ricochet versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, bad match. Yeah. Um, This is like a match where two wrestlers... Th- like think they're having a great match and like you can just tell in their entire like expressions of their body they're just like yeah this is oh yeah this is doing it for everyone everyone's feeling good i'm just like oh give it to me um but it sucked actually and they were just not aware of that at all um so it's a little disheartening i feel like a lot of these guys um or a lot of the matches that these guys have um not just with each other although i think they are actually probably squaring up with each other um, and, and XT a lot these days. Um, but yeah, they, there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of the, um, the pretentious, um, fuck, what was it? What was the terminology that was used on like PWO, the self conscious epic or whatever? Um, yeah, that's it. That's, it's, it's like a big problem with, with these guys. It's like the, these guys are, I mean, look, Davey Richards, obviously Davey Richards, Michael Elgin, uh, Cole, to a degree, are like the worst defenders of that, but these two are up there too. Um, Kyle O'Reilly does a hilarious pose, um, which I posted on the on the Twitter. Um, it's he's like I like I like I like a lot of Kyle O'Reilly matches, I really do, um, but I I do not like him, and I I think usually he has to be carried to 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 a great match, and he is easily carryable. I think, which is not a, you know, that's a, that's a compliment. It's a backhanded one, but it's a compliment. Um, he does a lot of shit that I fucking don't like. I don't know. And not just, not, you know, individual matches I don't like of his, but like little moments, little things. Like there's a moment in this match um, where he does a roll up to Ricochet and the ref is counting and it's, you know, in theory going to be a near fall. Um, and he's like got an ankle. He grabs an ankle while the ref is counting, showing he's clearly not going like he's not going to win the match with this roll up. He's just setting up the next spot and he moves directly into like a heel hook. Right. Uh Um, Like not letting your sequences breathe. Like there's no fucking hurry here, guys. You guys are in the semi main event. The women's match got was fucking five minutes long. So you two assholes have as much time as you fucking want. It's 9-11, baby. 9-11 has fucking seven, eight more hours left in it. You don't have to worry about them closing the doors. What are you, what are you worried the fucking the world's greatest tag team is going to come out and start working a match in the same ring as you while you're still going? Like, Just do do one thing at a time. And Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly is one of the worst defenders of that. That's really the Davey influence showing through on him. Um. This is the second time in Evolve history that uh, Lenny Leonard breaks out um, the classic puncher versus 
boxer analogy. <laughs> Did he really? Yep. Yep. Um, Puncher versus boxer. Well, which well, one's which? That's like for real. Good like, question. What does it mean? Nope. No idea. He uses the same analogy during um, Dark City Fight Club versus Airform from <laughs> Evolve well, One. Hey, there it made sense. Yeah, not uh, this, not quite here. Like you. Like, you know which one's the puncher, which one's the, I, I know, too. And we, we, you know, we talked about it. We agreed, right? Absolutely. 100%. Remember in season three of The Wire? Um, <laughs> so Ricochet does, like, a, a horrible head scissor off the apron. And Kyle O'Reilly takes, like, a, a really kind of dangerous looking, but ultimately awkward and bad looking bump to the rail. And, <laughs> and then my second... Definitely the runner-up to the Lane's Lunch Sloppy Spot of the Night Award. Um, Ricochet does like an Asai Sky Twister yep. thing, yeah, um, and just squishes Kyle on the on the top of the the ring. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the guardrail. Um, and Lenny calls it a corkscrew leg drop, which <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, uh, um... you know, not even close. Corkscrew. Oh my god, I drank too much. Uh, corkscrew foot drop, maybe. Um, he also but... smashes his shin against the guardrail. Mm. Um, you just hear a loud noise as. Smacks them toes. Yep. As Ricochet just plows his shin right into the guardrail during that, that flippity doo da. Dippy day. Man. There's also a. Like, right after that, um, Lenny says the maturation process <laughs> of Ricochet. Um, which like he cut his hair, like that's like all I can think of that's changed about Ricochet since the first show or the second show when he made his debut. Um, God, oh no, he yeah. definitely looks like he's he's starting to hit the juice a little bit more. Oh, oh, is that what he meant? Oh, for sure. Like Ricochet when he debuts is very skinny. Um, you mentioned this like on the last show that you you thought he looked a lot bigger, which I didn't notice. But yeah, now that you mention it again, like, he's quote-unquote, bulking up, um, yeah. which means he is just getting them steroids all up in his system. Um, getting ready to hit up the New York Territory. Exactly, exactly. Once, okay. Once Paul was like, you've done enough. You've, you, you're going to have to do more, <laughs> but you're, you've done enough to get on board. Um, Damn. That's how he got there. Man, I've, I, love, I love Triple H. Um I love I love how stupid and ridiculous he is, and how like how much like he just probably like just I'm not gonna talk about him jerking off, um, but he does it a lot to pictures of men's abs, um, which look hey don't we all? But Triple H, you uh, not me mostly feet. You hold you hold a lot of power. Yeah, well those feet have six pack abs, all right. Um, Lenny doing toe curls. When I say toe kind of a curls, ten pack, I'm if you know talking, what I'm saying. Yeah, ten. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, yeah, man, excellent. Uh, this match has some like of the shittiest submission work I've ever seen out of O'Reilly. Um, there's like a moment um, in the in the Danielson match uh, uh, right after this, where Danielson grabs a half crab, um, and in contrast to Kyle O'Reilly grabbing a half crab in this match, Kyle O'Reilly does like the full like Jericho high angle, like walls of Jericho style um, to, you know, to try to make, you know, and Ricochet a very flexible guy, you know, doing the whole arcing back thing. When Brian Danielson does the half crab to Munoru Sawa later in the show in the main event, he just sits, 
he just sits and fucking cranks. And it really shows the contrast between Danielson, a, a, a bad man, a real fucking dangerous motherfucker, and Kyle O'Reilly, a guy who's just playing. He's playing dangerous. He's doing, he's doing just fucking MMA dress up. Um, he fucking sucks, man. And I like some Kyle O'Reilly matches, like I said, but man, he fucking sucks. Um, Ricochet does um, the the backslide driver, which I had never seen before. The last show you say is a common move that he does. Uh, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. This is the second time I've seen it. O'Reilly lands on his head so hard he just gets up and no sells it. Like, okay, and then he does like, and then, then there's a moment in the match where he's doing like full on Shibata Ishi uh, style stiff ass new japan elbows right like going full on um trying to have the dave Meltzer five and three quarter star match um and then ricochet just responds by doing like a working punch like just a (laughs) fucking classic you know um crockett in the 80s just a good looking fake punch um and then he dumps o'reilly on his head to the backdrop driver and then he fucking the finish of this match, um, which is him hitting a six thirty. It's like one of the best six thirties I've ever seen. Um, did you have any thoughts on that six thirty? I did not have thoughts I, on that six thirty. Okay, you have more thoughts for, than I did. Apparently, for, he just the way he tucks and the velocity that he spins at it reminds me of like the early two thousands, like Jack Evans, um, even like in Matt Rats, Jack Evans. Um, where he was just an unhinged crazy person. Uh, not that he isn't that now. He still is that. But when he was an unhinged crazy teenager, um, I, I think it was one of the coolest looking 630s I've ever seen. Um, terrible match. Great 630. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that sums it up. I got so mad at I'm sorry. I got so mad at Kyle O'Reilly. Um, no, he's not a very good pro wrestler. So I'm fine with I that. I thought he was. There have been moments, man. There, there have been like a couple of months here and there where Kyle O'Reilly will. All right, you remember when he finally left Ring of Honor? He won the title and then he lost it at the Tokyo Dome like two weeks later to Adam Cole. Um, and then he left Ring of Honor, and he just worked indies. He worked Evolve a few times. He worked some fucking. He worked El Fantasmo at some shitty at ECCW and wherever that fucking promotion is. Scott Demore's promotion, I think. Um, he was just ha- he was having good indie matches with guys who were shitty, and he was having like really good indie matches with people like Matt Riddle, um, a match that I was there live for and lost my mind. Um, I th- there's that yeah, there's a moment in what is that <laughs> early 2017 where I was convinced Kyle O'Reilly was a good wrestler, and he's he's not. I was wrong. Big enough man to admit when I was wrong, and I was very wrong. Kyle O'Reilly is a terrible wrestler. Um. Well, you know, first up is admitting it. You know. Mhm. Mhm. Um. Backstage. Oh, mm-hmm. Ricochet wins. Do we? Uh, with the six thirty. With one of the best yes. looking six thirties of all time. Yes. Next. Reminiscent up. of early two thousands Jack Evans. Remember Matt Rat. Matt Rat. Yeah. The Matt, the Matt Rat Jack Evans. Man, when does he show up on that shit? <laughs> Um, 
It was Rob Feinstein who, like Jack Evans, Gabe doesn't care. <laughs> um, homicide calls Mercedes Martinez, um, the greatest Latina in wrestling right now. He says to show them her Boricua power. <laughs> um, he also Fuck says man. she should go back to the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, Which she does because we never see her again. Um, but like Mercedes is in like the most. This like, is what oh, Gabe wanted. Shook. Gabe, Gabe said, hey, Homicide, go tell Mercedes to go back to the hood because I'm never booking her again. And the hood that he's talking about. WSU. Okay. Man, fuck Gabe. This, fuck Gabe. This, this is a cool segment, though. Gabe, yeah. follow me. Never leads to anything. Um, Remember when Gabe followed Kevin and Ava? Yeah. But he didn't follow us. He, the... No, he followed me. He Gabe follows you? He did follow me. Oh, he did. He misunderstood <laughs> what I was saying. Um, I was not being endearing to him. Um, but he was like, oh, this He's guy's... not very smart. Um, For a genius? He's not very smart. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> main, main event. Main event time here in Evolve 5. Brian Danielson versus Minoru Asara. That was my Lenny Leonard impersonation. Feet up on the desk. You did great. I can feel the feet from here. Mm. I wish, man, I you know, I wish I could feel your hands on my feet. No, I'm sorry. That's too much. That's a bit, that's a bit much. Too graphic. I wish I could watch you put your hands on Lenny Leonard's feet. Better. How's that? Better. There, there we go. Lenny, like, he, he <laughs> likes being vids. a... Lenny likes being a feet icon. I need the LennyLeonardMiniVids.com <laughs> link. I need to... Him wearing I a don't fucking... know what MiniVids is. I'm not going to ask. It's where Make It Loud wore a Mega Man helmet and jerked off on camera, and Kevin went and looked at it. He paid for the video. Kevin, shout out to you for jerking off to Make It Loud. Ugly, ugly bitch solidarity. <laughs> okay, one hour, thirty-three minutes, and thirty-seven seconds. Um. Okay. Hey man, we're making time. This match is good. I don't yeah, know. man. Of course it is. I don't think it's great or anything, but oh, you didn't like it that much? No, no. Like, there's not. It's not. There's not a whole lot to this one. Yeah. Um, it's it's below Hidaka versus Hero for sure. Yeah. Not the best match in Evolve history. Better than uh, Danielson <clears throat> versus Fish. Yeah, by quite a bit. So that's a that's not a good match. Not a good match. This is okay. This is good. This is good. Um, what what did you like about this match? Um, I thought it was raw as hell, man. Okay. Um, it's so I expect so about the Hidaka Hero match. Um, I called it proto grapple fuck. Half as a joke, but half also is real because it really was that it felt like the kind of stuff Gulak and Thatcher were doing five years later or whatever. Um, this does not feel like that. This is like a Futin match. Um, it's like nasty as hell. It's not even like a battle arts match. Battle arts has a little more like submission work, a little more trading of holds. Um, there is some really intense submission work in this. Uh, Danielson, but Danielson works at like he's like he's kind of showing off like a lucha maestro, um, but like way more violent, uh, way shittier and just meaner than Solar or Negro Navarro or whoever. Um, just really 
uh, just a fucking dick. Um, also, he comes in and the pop for him is massive. Um, it's cool to see this crowd who is kind of sat on their hands for a lot of it, pop for big moves, but not really been super vocal. Uh, it's cool to see them respond to a star, someone they perceive as a star. Um, and then I like real, I thought about that and I thought um, he's back in WWE by this point, right? He's probably already, yeah, by this. So by 9-11, he's <laughs> 9-11, baby. By 9-11, he's already um, gone and been in the multi-man match at SummerSlam. Um, he's like feuding with The Miz by this point, right? A feud that's still going on to this day. Um, Long-term storytelling. That's right. Uh, Gabe the Genius. Uh, consulting gig. He's actually the one booking that feud. Um, there, <laughs> I have this written down. Um, it's in quotes. It's very possible that both these guys are going to get their effing heads kicked in. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, the... The, <laughs> the, the chant. Yeah, the great yeah. chant. Um, and I just thank you, Lenny, for not cursing. I uh, appreciate that. Um Sweetie, Much respect Lenny, to my family, baby. my children. Thank you, sweetie, Lenny, baby. Um, Talk to me. Glad I, glad I saved that pick before you hit delete. Yeah. Um, no, I I like this match. There's like some cool. I I mean, do you want me to just go off? Yeah, go like, for it. All right. Because um, I, I I liked this match a lot. I have it as the second best match in Evolve history. Um, I am keeping a list. Um, there's some really cool saw, and I've got I've got notes, but I just there's it's a mess. Um, I think Saw was really good at doing hope spots. I think um, Danielson is really good at cutting them off. There's a lot of uh, clever moments where Saw takes over an offense just briefly. Uh, there's a sequence where he gets trapped in the ropes, uh, torso in the ropes, feet on the apron, leaning over, leaning through. Uh, with his chest out and Danielson kicks him multiple times to the chest. Um, Sawa goads him on kicking him more. And then after absorbing a bunch of kicks, grabs the leg, does like a dragon screw, uh, catching the leg on the middle rope. Like it's a good spot. Um, it's like a clever moment where Sawa uh, gets the best of Danielson. And this is like one of many clever spots like this. I think there's a lot of good stuff like this. Like, that's that feels less like battle arts. It doesn't even feel like Futen at times. It feels like a clever like Brian Danielson ROH title match from 2006. Um, Saw was a fucking badass man. He's so good and he's such like a weird um, you know his Muta cosplay. Um, he does the he does the elbow. He does like the magic elbow or whatever you call that thing. Um, I'm not a big Muta guy, so I don't even know what that's called. I think it's called the magic elbow. Um, he he goes for a shining wizard. Brian catches him in that um, the half crab that I talked about earlier. The really sick looking half crab that made Kyle O'Reilly's half crab look like shit. Um, it's just well timed hope spots. Um, you know, you build that crowd up. Brian beats the shit out of him. You build it up. Crowd's popping for Brian because he's the megastar. They love seeing him. They're excited to see him back after. After sitting in NXT to NXT season one, where he was just shit on and had to do like, you know, whatever physical challenges with uh, Chris Jericho and Michael Cole or whatever. They just want to watch him work and they're super excited. Um, and then Sawa does some cool shit. Um, and Brian 
just comes off like the most fucking like he's like the the cruelest possible like old timer uh there were moments i mean look i don't want to get too deep into the hyperbole but um there's moments in this where brian came off to me as like a fujiwara type performer um like he is he is showing sawa what's what um he grabs like a fucking grapevine hold and just fucking torques it um he looks like devastating with the most basic submission holds um i he is he is we say it over and over again he's showing it now as a heel champion and champion in wwe he is a once in a lifetime talent um he can work so many different roles on so many different types of shows um gabe is lucky to have him for a couple of these shows because he is head and shoulders above the rest um Saw was great, but Brian is an all fucking time great worker. Um, anybody who denies that is just trying to be anti recency bias or trying to be too cool for school because this motherfucker is it. And that's that's all I like. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, uh, I I get excited. I think he's great. I think he's one of the greatest of all time. Oh, for sure, Danielson is um, one of the best that's ever laced up a pair of boots. Um... Sawa's not one of my favorites. Um, I think he's a can be a very enjoyable wrestler, but um, at times just the taking the strikes with a smile on your face and doing everything with a smile on your face bit um, runs a little thin uh, for me, mm-hmm. um, which I felt like that was happening a lot as Danielson would just wrench a hold and Sawa would just get up smiling. Um, and showing no ill effects whatsoever. Um, <laughs> just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Um, there was times where they would light each other up, and it was good fun. And Sawa had some really nasty looking kicks, but um, the whole as a package, it just felt like it never got to where I was kind of hoping it would get to. Um, the tone just wasn't aligning for me. But uh, always, always good to see Brian Anderson uh, wrestle. Uh, especially after the seven matches we just bared witness to. <laughs> yes, no, Sawa's not Sawa's lower end uh of the like the the later era battle arts. I'd put Sawa below Super Tiger and like he's well below Mitsuna guy or you know, the, the those it's not the you know, he's he's middle tier for sure. Um but yeah, I don't I, I think I think he's really good here. I don't know. I, I get I get saying that. I get your your stance on that. Um this has sort of worked closer to a US indie match um at times. Like a really good one. Like a really, you know, clever it, it it's worked like a Daniel Bryan or uh, fuck. I used his used his WWE name. Uh his it, it's worked like a Brian Danielson uh two thousand six match, which is really cool. Um but it also has the trappings of the 2016 O'Brien said it again. Damn it. Brian Danielson, a uh, uh, title match where the, the opponent is, he's going to be outclassed in every way, um, both in the story, but also in the, the meta story, you know, he's, Sawa is not a world-class wrestler. Love him though. Yeah. Lingerie Mudo. It's my shit. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay, post match. Um, 
dance and talk <laughs> shit about the evolved music um and tells them folks to get Europe on the uh the sound system um which we never hear yeah. um, so we could afford it good rib good Gabe rib can't. yeah no I, that's the thing is there's no licensed music on these because Gabe was hoping to sell these he was hoping to like make legit DVDs that he could sell in FYE or Sam Goody or Suncoast Video or West Coast Video or wherever the fuck. Uh, I'm just going to start naming uh, media conglomerates Coconut. that sell. Yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, Blockbuster. Remember that? Hey, here's one for the 90s, kids. Um, I hate it. There's a, <laughs> a there's video a king? Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know that one, actually. That you don't know? Oh, okay. I didn't know that one was regional. Got it. You ever uh you ever go to a, like a video place that has the saloon doors and there's porno behind it? Um I never went through the doors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you neither. Crazy some crazy shit back there, man. <laughs> That's where you see the you know Larry Dallas's girlfriend? Is that where she is? That's what I know her from. Okay. Did you look this up while we were um, recording? No, I don't she just she, she could be anyone. She could be she could be any number of women that I have watched videos of. Um, no, um, <laughs> this is a post match to end all post matches because Brian also reveals that he came up with the name Evolve Wrestling and helped Gabe come up with the concept, which I guess that means wins and losses matter. Which is like, all right, like well, that's you know weird flex, but okay, that's the most weird flex, but okay. Like I don't, I I think you should chill out. On, <laughs> yeah, I think he actually says Gabe too, right? This yeah, I think time. so. I'm pretty sure it's the first time the 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 uh the I don't want to say fourth wall. Gabe was said, yeah, yeah. The curtain is pulled back. You see the wizard, and the wizard is Gabe, and he fucking sucks ass. Um, just like the just like the wizard in the movie. I misinterpreted that movie quite a bit. You have seen that, right? Yeah. Okay. I I'll tell you what. I had never seen The Wizard of Oz until 2016. Good year. Good year. Yeah. You know when I watched it, it reminded me a lot of season three of The Wire. <laughs> um, okay. post show. Um, Larry Dallas Johnny Gargano and Larry. 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 There. And the aforementioned friend um, want to take Chuck Taylor out on the town. Um, <laughs> Chuck, not too into it. Then mm-hmm. he's like, okay, I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go. Uh, and looks at the camera and says, you know what, Brian? I do have the guts to do this. But I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Verbatim. Verbatim. You ever seen Goodfellas? No. It ends with uh, the Sex Pistols cover of My Way by <laughs> by uh, uh, Frank Sinatra. Um, Just, man, that is one of the shittiest songs. My Way by Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, first of all, sucks the most fucking ass um, in general. Fucking racist piece of shit. Okay. Um, horrible actor. Horrible. Well, you know, he's good in that movie where he's like got a heroin addiction. I haven't seen it in a long time. I uh, saw it on the old Turner Classic movies when I was like 15. thought it was good. Man with the Golden Arm, I think is what it's called. That might not be accurate. Sounds Hit like us a up James on. Bond movie. Uh, it's very close. Um, 
except he does heroin. Um, no, um, Chuck Taylor as like a guy who is into Frank Sinatra is the funniest thing to me. <laughs> if he was just like, if he just starts quoting when I was 17 or some shit, like he's, he's so lame. It would be so fitting. Um, interesting thing about the segment is, uh, Johnny Gargano talking about how he wants to go to the Toys R Us because there's a big dinosaur. Yeah. Do you- and he wants to go make a request on TRL. So Johnny Gargano's character is that he is a 12-year-old. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, a 12-year-old that does narcotics. Yeah, staring at his hands because <laughs> he's done LSD and they are starting to morph into big dinosaurs like at Toys R Us. Now, I, I love Gabe's storytelling ability, though. Because, oh, yeah. Genius. Um, Brad Allen walks yes! out with them. So it's... You can no. uh, you can tie it all in. He's 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 at the end. Yeah. He's at he's behind. He doesn't say a, all right. First of all, he's never shown. Nope. And you see him at the end. He's walking behind them, and the door closes <laughs> on him. He has to like stop the door from hitting him in the face. <laughs> oh, Gabe the genius! He brought it back, baby. Perfectly sad ending to the Ballad of Brad attitude. The Ballad of Brad Allen. I, well, I guess that actually kind of has some rhyming. Gratitude. Um, yeah. His mom died. His wife left him. He messed up that moonsault. <laughs> Fucking 9-11, baby. What Brad, a show. Never forget what happened to Brad Attitude on this day. Yep. Everybody else did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's about five. Mm-hmm. We're coming in under two hours. Do you think we can finish this in seven minutes? I think we can if you really want to. No, wait. We started talking at at 10.15. We didn't start recording until, right? Wink, wink. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. 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 Are you, are you, have you seen the Monty Python sketch? What uh, that's from? No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, man. Listen. I Look. You don't have to fucking have seen the thing. If you can make the reference, I'm asking you because this is a bit. But in real life, no one is going to call you on that shit. Nobody's going to say, have you actually seen that? So if you can fucking, if you got confidence, baby, and you can just go and act like you've seen all this shit. If you, if I can, look, I'll give you a little, I'll give you like a brief primer on what happens in the wire. You go out there in the real world and you just tell them whatever I fucking tell you, and they'll think you've seen it. You don't have to watch it. It's 60 hours long. It's real long. And you know what? It's kind of a little bit overrated. And also, the creator is a fucking piece of shit racist, and that's being revealed on his Twitter. So I'll just give, you know, <laughs> you just you just got to fake it till you make it. And that's that's what we're all about here. Um, and that's I, what I'm, I'm all about. Fake. Um, I'm not fake. I'm real. No, no, no. You can be real and still be a fucking liar. Okay. Okay. Um, I have seen Goodfellas. You think I'm doing? Any plugs? Um, at Haskins Pod. Okay. At Deathmatch Pod. Okay. We're gonna. Me and Savon are gonna do a podcast. Cool. I think that's how you say it. She can correct me. I hope she will. No, you got. I need are... that now. The first time. It's like Siovin. That's what you said, I'm pretty sure. I said. No, it's not. You must have had some there must have been some weird encryption issue on your Yeah. That was it. On your very high sure. 
high dollar computer that you told me that you you can't even stream video games on. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, um, we're gonna do. It's called Wrestling Is Gross. Um, we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, we've been brainstorming it. We're gonna do guests and stuff, but we're gonna start out just doing me and her. Um, we got four matches lined up. We got them in a fucking playlist. Um, we're gonna post it on there. People can watch along. We've got like a June Kasai match. We've got um, Necro, noted wife beater Necro. We got the wife beater. Not in episode one. Wife beater will show up later though. We got plans. Um, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. Um, at Deathmatch Pod. So yeah, um, that's all I really got except for at Haskins promo, which is the official Twitter of this uh of this podcast this this podcast which is a sub brand of your larger thing um which you don't you don't have you've never broken out into its own account which i respect um but i think you know i don't know we we're doing this other thing that is sort of branded within your thing which i respect very much i think you do a great job um but like you just want me to start another twitter account I like having alts, man. I like having. I like because I'm. That's how it get, started. I'm gonna get suspended from, uh, you know me. <laughs> I'm gonna get people are gonna. I'm gonna get banned from Twitter eventually, and I need to set up followers on another account. So that's really what this entire thing is. If I'm gonna really break it, build down. up, um, that audience elsewhere. Yeah, I need to get. I got. I got Rachel, and I got the Splania account, but Kath. She just she unfollowed me for some reason. I don't know why. Solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna put the kibosh on this thing. Um. Because I feel like we've talked Evolve Five. Um. And all Are we on two hours? Are we gonna get this done in under two hours? Yeah, we got this. We got this. Um. <sighs> New year. New podcasts. Yeah, we no, don't know. No. Evolve five, evolve five, dancing versus Sawa. Yeah, season three of the Wire. Season three of the Wire. Godfather. <laughs> yeah, the Godfather. No, you know what? Check out the Godfather. Um, I heard part two is part, pretty good. Man, part two is my favorite actually. Um, but you got to see part one. Um, check out Heat. Even though you had the the, the finish, the finish. Is Casino good? <laughs> no, Casino is well. All right, look. Some people will tell you Casino is not good, but um, shouts out to you out there. I know you're listening. Casino is capital G great. Okay. Uh, um, I hate it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's good, though. Watch Goodfellas, though. Um, I have seen the Goodfellas. One, one dog's looking this way. The other dog's looking this way. And this guy's like, hey, what do you want from me? Um, that's from one of those movies. Um, but don't watch The Wire. Don't watch The Wire. Got it. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not going to watch any of these movies, and I'm just going to keep watching trash. All very long. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all the for wi- listening. <laughs> the Wire's longer than any of them. Um, well, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's an experience. Peabody Award winning. You think we could win a Peabody Award for this? Uh, one day. Yeah. If we Once we hit 60 hours, which will be like three podcasts from now. <laughs> um. Hard work will get us there. Yeah. Hard work and feet. Hard working feet. That's right. Okay. Uh uh yeah, Joe Lunchpail. Um let's hmm. Let's uh let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. Good night and good luck. <laughs> yeah. Also I haven't seen it.
<laughs> yeah, no. Bad movie.